This is Charlotte Donlin, and you're listening to Hope for the Lonely. Learn more about my first book, The Great Belonging, and my other writing and work at charlottedonlin.com. So a year ago, um, or around a year ago, I submitted a book proposal for a collection of micro-memoirs to a senior acquisitions editor for a relatively small but well-respected Christian publishing company. I loved the project, and I loved the writing, and I loved the Spotify playlist that I made to go along with this book that I was writing. Um, The senior acquisitions editor loved it too, so he took it to his team, some of whom ended up not loving it. He came back to me a few weeks later after all of the discussions um, between those who loved it and those who didn't, and he told me it was a no-go. He said he still loved the proposal in my writing, but most people in Christian publishing wouldn't know what to do with me. Well, that statement cracked me open. It wasn't about the rejection. Well, maybe it was partially about the rejection. But really, it was about feeling so alone that there was no place for me or my words. I was too Christian-y to be in the mainstream publishing world, and I was too weird to be in the Christian publishing world. Um I knew my words weren't like the ones most of the top-selling Christian women writers were writing, and I didn't want my words to be like theirs because that's not who I am. I have vowed a few times to quit writing about my Christian faith, and every single time I end up writing about my Christian faith. Sometimes I wish this wasn't who I am, but it is who I am. I'm a Christian, and I'm a writer, and I write about faith. It was that experience with the micro-memoir book proposal that um, led me to exploring my own loneliness and the loneliness of others. It was that experience that led to some essays on loneliness that I wrote and that led to this podcast and that led to the book deal I now have with a Christian publisher for a book on loneliness and faith. I know I'm not the only writer who has felt lonely. Some say this is why we write, and this is why painters paint, and why musicians make music. These people say we are creating out of our loneliness because of our loneliness. I asked for writers and artists and creative people to give me some thoughts on loneliness, and um, here's what some people shared with me. One person wrote, I think I have to face my loneliness to actually start creating. When there is a lot of companionship and noise, I can't focus to create. Another person wrote this, I think loneliness is the key constant driver for my writing. I need it sometimes to write. I also deal with depression and all the nastiness that comes with it. So on some level, I believe loneliness is my lot in life. So I have to write around it in those times. Someone else shared this statement. As I finished up my book, I was very aware of how comfortable we have to be with ourselves as we write. There can't be any need to escape. And she shared that comment on a Facebook post that I had on my Facebook wall. And um, it was under the one I read previously about writing around our loneliness. And I think I think this person's right that when we are writing... Um, for a long period of time, which is required to write a book, um, you can't escape. You can't escape yourself. You can't escape your surroundings. You can't escape the work that's in front of you. And part of what we sometimes want to escape is our loneliness, and um, we can't. So I really appreciated that comment, too. So this statement I'm about to read hit me in the gut because it's just so true. So this person wrote, 
social media compounds creative loneliness. There's often a gap between how we really feel, anxious, insecure, wondering if we'll ever connect with an audience, lack of support, and the cheery marketing we're doing. We write, hey, here's a thing I created. No big deal. Check it out if you want. But if we're honest, it'd be more like, please, someone connect with this. Please just click on it. Please just give it a try. I definitely relate to that statement. Another writer shared this. I think the feeling that I am the only one thinking something can feel very lonely, but it also makes me write it down. And finally, I received this email from a new friend I connected with via Twitter. Her name is Shamaya, and she's a current student in the MFA program I graduated from last year. Here's what she said. I have noticed that I often must choose loneliness for my writing to improve. I cannot fill my time with small talk. If I'm going to be around people, our conversations need to challenge me, help me think deeper, inspire me. I do not know enough people who want to go to these places and in the short amount of time I have for social time. So I often choose loneliness. In my response to her, I told her, This is interesting, and I definitely relate, but instead of choosing loneliness, I feel like it has chosen me. I do choose to be alone a lot, but there is a loneliness in not knowing very many people who challenge me, help me think deeper, inspire me, and it makes me feel very different, especially living in Birmingham, Alabama. There just aren't that many people here who seem to care about deep things, And this is no offense to Birmingham. I love Birmingham. And if you're out there and you care about the deep things of life and faith and books and words and want to hang out, let me know. We'll go get coffee and discuss the deep things. I'm sure you exist, and we just haven't had the pleasure of meeting. And I think also in Birmingham and in other cities, most people are just too busy to take the time to engage on those deeper levels. Um, It takes time and space and intentionality to to go there with people. And um, I think people just take the easy route and fill their schedules with all of the things and um, don't don't go there. So this kind of connection that I long for and that Shemaya talks about has been most realized in the community I found while earning my MFA in creative writing from Seattle Pacific University. During my first residency in August of 2015, I felt like I had finally found my people and it was a beautiful thing. Um, most of what I've shared just now are thoughts from writers. I hope other artists and musicians and creative people can connect with these statements on some level. And many thanks to those of you who offered your thoughts on loneliness and artists. I really appreciate your input and ideas. Um, to get a little more variety in thought beyond writers, I, um, found this article titled, If You Want to Be an Artist, Understand Loneliness, and it's by John P. Weiss, and I found it on a website called Fine Art Views. The bio says that John P. Weiss is a landscape painter, cartoonist, and writer living in Northern California. So I guess he's another writer, but he's also a painter, so it gives us a little bit of variety of um, views here. Weiss writes about Canadian artist Robert Ginn, spelled G-E-N-N, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, 
and how he was famous for his twice-weekly letters. He sent them via email to a legion of subscribers who enjoyed his insights and wisdom on creative issues, art, and life in general. Ginn weighed in once on the topic of loneliness. He wrote, The art of effective aloneness includes the understanding that solitude is necessary for the creative gain. And he quoted the self-improvement guru Bruce Barton, who said, most progress comes out of loneliness. Weiss says that Gen understood if you wanted to be an artist, you better understand loneliness because like it or not, a good deal of painting, writing, sculpting, music, and such comes down to independent effort. Late nights of sustained creation, early morning epiphanies, private frustrations and repetitive rituals, long stretches of weekends and canvas time where you are deep in the thick of it. Navigating the whispers of inspiration, personal expression, and tortured execution. This is a big part of what it means to be an artist. So all of this makes me wonder, which came first? Our loneliness or our art? And maybe that doesn't really matter. What does matter is what we do with our loneliness. We need to honor our loneliness and respect it and let it lead us to our art. And we need to honor the relationships we have and make sure we don't get too isolated. While much of our work requires solitude and aloneness, we are still made for community. We are made for relationships. We need time with friends and family and neighbors and kindreds, even if we're having small talk. And it's also good to remember that the feeling I had when I started exploring loneliness, that there was no place for me or my words or my art, That's probably a feeling that every other writer, artist, musician, and creative person has felt at one time or another. So it's good to remember that we are not alone in our loneliness. Thanks for listening to Hope for the Lonely. Learn more about my writing and work at charlottedonlin.com.